Welcome to our podcast. I'm Pastor Mark Voss. Today we continue our sermon series, Uncovered. As we watch the Apostle Paul struggle with his thorn in the flesh, our Lord graciously defines for us the true meaning of strength, and he teaches us that his grace is sufficient for us. Our sermon today is based on 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7-9. through 9. Our message is entitled, Definitions Uncovered. May God bless you as you hear and take to heart the truths of his holy word. Our second reading this morning and the words that will serve as the basis for our sermon today, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. Paul writes, Therefore, to keep me from becoming arrogant due to the extraordinary nature of these revelations, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me so that I would not become arrogant. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that he would take it away from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, because my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will be glad to boast all the more in my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may shelter me. That is why I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then am I strong. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Amen. My dear friends in Christ, I have always loved this text from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It's, it's real. It's relevant. And it's completely relatable. When Paul writes, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, you might well find yourself saying from time to time, Paul, I know exactly what you mean. Because this is a text for thorn bearers. Now, if you've never had to wrestle with any serious problem in your life, if you've never had the wind knocked out of you by some unexpected tragedy, if you've never felt the sting of someone you care deeply about letting you down or, or hurting your feelings, if you've never found yourself with your back up against the proverbial wall, if you've never spent a day down in the dumps, if you've never wondered to yourself with this, this panic in your, in your heart, what am I going to do now? If you've never been suffocated with worry or frozen with fear, if you've never been on the brink of just flat out giving up, if you've, if you've never felt in your life like one big ball of stress, then you may not be able to identify with this text but I'm guessing that you can. Thorns, the problems, the challenges, the crises that we face are, are part of living life in a world that has been ruined by sin. We've all learned the hard way that into everyone's life a little rain must fall, and sometimes in our lives it starts raining cats and dogs. Wait a minute. How could that be, Lord? 
when you are a God of perfect love? How could that be, Lord, when you are the almighty Lord and God for whom nothing is impossible? I mean, I'm one of your own, Lord. You graciously brought me and adopted me into your family when you called me to faith in you. And weren't we just singing a moment ago in Psalm 1 about the blessings of being a believer? That we're like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whatever we do prospers. These problems that keep coming at me in life with this relentless pursuit, Lord, they don't leave me feeling very blessed. And Lord, the Apostle Paul, after all that he did as a laborer in your kingdom, the Apostle Paul who shared the gospel of Jesus Christ with thousands upon thousands of people during the course of his three missionary journeys, this is the thanks he gets, a thorn in his flesh, a, a messenger of Satan to torment him. And then when he pleads with you, Lord, not once, not twice, but three times to take it away from him, your answer to him is no. Your struggle and your weakness, Paul, they're going to continue. Is that how you define blessedness, Lord? And for that matter, the words, dear Savior, that you spoke that we heard in today's gospel reading about how blessed we are when we are poor and left hungry and when we weep, about how blessed we are when people hate us and ridicule us and exclude us because of you. And then you follow that up by saying to us that when we go through those kinds of things, rejoice in that day and leap for joy because of them. That's your definition of blessed, Lord? Yes. Yes, it is. Friends, our Lord is teaching us today that things in the kingdom of God are upside down from conventional worldly thinking. I think we'd all agree that it's natural for us to assume that being blessed is always connected to our outward circumstances. But that's not true in the kingdom of God. In fact, sometimes blessings are curses, and curses are blessings. You know why? Because Jesus changes everything. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ reorients the way that we think about life and the way that we think about problems, and even the way that we think about death. The Lord redefines for us what it means to be really blessed. Let's uncover that definition with Apostle Paul this morning, even as we see him wince from that thorn in the flesh. The Apostle Paul, arguably the goat, the greatest of all time when it comes to missionaries for Christ, but that didn't make him immune from life's problems. I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Now, notice that Paul is talking about a thorn in his flesh. Yes, Paul viewed it as a messenger of Satan, someone to make his life more miserable and to try to take his eyes off of Christ, but this wasn't a spiritual thorn. This wasn't Paul being dogged by an evil spirit. This was a thorn in his flesh. This is some sort of a physical ailment. 
some sort of a nagging condition that wasn't going to kill him, but was going to make his life miserable and his ministry more difficult. What was this thorn in the flesh that Paul had? We don't really know. Theologians have speculated that maybe it was poor eyesight, that maybe it was some kind of a speech impediment. Some have speculated perhaps malaria. Others have suggested perhaps migraine headaches. But the fact of the matter is, we don't know what this particular thorn in the flesh was, but we do know how it came to him. Paul says that it wasn't by happenstance. It was purposeful. The thorn was given to him, and we also know why this thorn came to Paul. He says it was given to him so that he would not become arrogant. Because you see, earlier in this very same chapter, the Apostle Paul had related a spectacular field trip that he once went on. One day, the Lord came to the Apostle Paul, and he says, whether I was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. But he says, this I do know, the Lord took me up to heaven. And the Lord gave the Apostle Paul a peek inside of heaven. He, he gave Paul a glimpse of the glories of heaven, and it left Paul completely flabbergasted. He, he says, I, I saw things that words can't adequately describe. Okay, so put yourself in Paul's sandals for a moment. Think maybe after an amazing experience like that, you might be tempted to grow a little arrogant. Wow, that was really something, Lord. Not everybody gets an opportunity like that. I think I'm one of the only people that's been given a glimpse of heaven like that. I must really be something in the eyes of my God. And that's why Paul begins by saying, to keep me from becoming arrogant, Due to the extraordinary nature of these revelations, I was given a thorn in my flesh. God was keeping his servant humble. The Lord was reminding Paul that he was Paul's real strength. And so after pleading with the Lord earnestly three separate times to take away this thorn in the flesh, God's answer to Paul was a clear but very loving no. My grace is sufficient for you, the Lord told him, because my power is made perfect in weakness. Do you understand what the Lord meant by that? He's saying, Paul, when this thorn is giving you trouble, when the pain that this thorn is causing leads you to think about all that you don't have, relief from this thorn in the flesh, I wanted to remind you of all that you do have, Paul. And what do you have? You are a recipient of grace. That undeserved love of God that moved him to give us his one and only son. That grace that led the Lord Jesus to the cross where he paid for all of your sins in full, Paul. So, so no, Lord, no, Paul, I'm not taking away your thorn in the flesh, but I have taken away your sin. I've taken away the sin that otherwise would have sentenced you to hell forever. I have taken away your sin, Paul. I have taken away your hell by giving you not just this thorn in the flesh, but by giving you my son, your Savior. And Paul, through faith in that Christ Jesus, 
not because of anything that you have done, not because of all that you've gone through as a servant of the gospel, not because of anything that you've done, but by grace, through faith in the Lord Jesus, you have the certain hope that you will live forever in heaven with me. And before long in heaven, Paul, you will be forever free from all of life's thorns and problems and traumas. So don't trust yourself, Paul. Trust me. My power is made perfect in weakness. The the word there, made perfect, it has this idea in mind to bring something to its goal. Now think about that. God's power through the gospel is at work in your life. When God, with his power and with his powerful love, has brought us to the point where we view our utter sinfulness and our weakness, then the Lord's power has reached its goal. What I mean is this, as long as we imagine that we can in any way be our own savior or be completely self-reliant or self-sufficient, then we are unfit instruments in the hands of the Lord. But when he has led us to the point where we cry out, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, where we view our utter weakness, then we rely on him and his strength. Then we're ready to hear him say, your salvation is through faith in Jesus and what he's done for you. When you are weak, when you are down, Paul, look away from yourself and look to me. I am your strength. So thorn or no thorn, my grace is sufficient for you. Because when you have Jesus in your heart as Lord and Savior, you have everything you truly need. And it worked. The Lord had given Paul a new definition of greatness, of strength, of blessedness. It comes in weakness. And the Lord defined for Paul a whole new reason for boasting. So Paul says, therefore, I will be glad to boast all the more in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may shelter me. That's why Paul could not just endure, but actually delight in weaknesses and hardships and troubles of all different kinds because he could boast about them. Hey, let me tell you just how great this hardship that I'm undergoing has been for me. It stripped away all of my trust in myself, all of my self-reliance. It's humbled me. It's torn away my obsession with the things of this life and has led me to think about things eternal. It has led me to look away from me and to trust in my Lord so that in the midst of life's storms, I seek shelter in the power and in the powerful love of Jesus, my Savior. Isn't that great? Definitions uncovered. Whenever I'm weak, then I am strong. What will you take away with you from this text today? For one thing, I'm praying that this text will help you to redefine some of the things that you dread in life. Inevitably, every believer in Christ is going to encounter things that will put their weaknesses on display. A problem you can't solve, 
a sickness you can't cure, a trouble that you have no control over, a temptation you can't overcome, a guilt that you can't escape. Let's understand this morning that thorns come in all different shapes and sizes. But let's redefine those thorns. They aren't evidence of God's anger at you. They aren't evidence that God is, is upset with you. View them as opportunities for God to purge away your self-reliance and for God's power and God's grace and God's strength to be put on full display. Opportunities for others to see God through your weaknesses. And then also let this text redefine your boasting. Look, don't, don't boast in yourself. Don't boast in your accomplishments. Don't boast in how much stuff you have. Boast rather how God has kept you close to him through thick and thin. Boast about how God sometimes has seen fit to bring some thorns and some storms into your life to keep you looking away from you, to keep you to focus on Christ, to keep you depending on him for every blessing, to keep you straining ahead toward that heavenly prize that Christ Jesus already won for you. Definitions uncovered. Blessings are curses, and curses are blessings. Blessed are you, Jesus says, when you are poor in spirit, when you are grieving over the sins that have sucked you in, when you get hassled or excluded or ridiculed by someone because of your love for the Lord, blessed are you. Blessed are you when God sees fit to send a thorn or three into your life. Blessed are you when God shows you through that problem that all that you are and all that you have and all that you will ever be is thanks to his power and his sufficient grace. To keep your eyes fastened on him and to keep your heart trusting in him. And then, friends, as tough as life might get, then blessed are you. Because the heaven that Paul was privileged to see one day on a field trip with his Lord and God, that heaven is yours through faith in Christ Jesus. Cling to him. Amen. Amen.